thank you so much for joining us again. We are so excited to be here. And I honestly, the last five episodes, I honestly cannot say how they allowed us to do this. <laughs> We've been having so much fun. It's just been so great. Uh, please, I hope that you go back and watch them. We've been talking about forgiveness. We're talking about um honor just some very weighty things right, huh, Elia? right. Mm -hmm. if you don't know this is a uh, pastor Elia mcnutt she is a senior pastor her and her husband are the senior pastors from um our porterville campus uh, why don't you greet the people hi everyone how's it going i'm sure they're they're doing great <laughs> right you're doing good you know um we just have like i said we've been having a great time and today we want to talk about we just have one episode for this but it's a very very um i think it, all of us as a christians that we need to have this, this is a, a um, how do I say, a just a cornerstone of our walk with God. It's something that if we don't get, it's going to take us a while to get closer to the things of God. And we're talking about letting go and letting God. Let me tell you, <clears throat> sometimes, well, most of the time, it's easier said than that, done. Yes, you know? yes. And, uh, you know, this is the scripture that I would like to go with you. If you go with me, the first Peter 5 and 6. Ellie, if you want to, um, well, let me just read it because I wanted to say this. Is this is what this is what First Peter five six and eight says? Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring um, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And every time I hear that scripture, we know that this scripture <clears throat> talks about casting your care, letting go, letting God, you know, letting God take care of it, letting God do this. But this is what people forget, okay? They, they quote the second part, but this is what I want us to focus on. Humble yourself, therefore, it's the same passage of scripture, and maybe you've read it before, but you focus on this. But let me talk to you about the first part. It says, humble yourselves. That means make yourself and put yourself in a position to where you are allowing what God's gonna do, what he's about to say, have, um, have a benefit to your life. Humble yourself. Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care. See, first, if you don't humble yourself, right? <clears throat> if you don't humble yourself, if you don't say, Lord, I cannot do this by myself. First, we need to humble ourselves and understand that we cannot do it without God. Because if we are not humble enough to say that we need him, if we are not humble ourselves to say that we can't do it without him, then we're not casting our care because what we're saying is, Lord, we can do this without you. We can probably fix this without you. You Why don't you just go ahead and watch? Have you seen that before? I have seen that before. Actually, I've done it before. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's honest. Uh -huh. You know, there's there's a lot of times, you know, where, you know, casting your care on the Lord is, like you said, easier said than done. You know, uh, you catch yourself uh, thinking about it again and then casting it and then thinking about it again and then casting it back on him, mm -hmm. you know, but that's not necessarily what that scripture means. Casting it means, mm -hmm. you know, like if, you know, you're a fisherman, you know, you get that, you know, you get your little weight and you get your little bait on the end and you cast that thing out there as far as you can throw it. And, you know, and that's what it, that's what it's saying. It doesn't say, you know, well, you do actually reel that back. So that wasn't a good analogy. But I understand. I understand. <laughs> you know, that's not a good analogy because you do actually bring that back. But, you know, it's taking it and throwing it as far as you can, you mm -hmm. can do. And then God takes care of the rest. Well, that was a good analogy in a sense is that, is that when we have a care, I remember, I remember having that analogy given and they said, you know, they told us to 
grab onto the, the thing that was ca causing all this care and causing all this, whatever it may be. Maybe for you, it's your spouse, you know, or maybe it's your children, maybe your job, your finances, your health. And, and they said for us to put it in our hand and to cast it and, and to physically cast it. We did it. We were in church service. And I remember it was just such a simple thing. They said, cast it onto the Lord and we cast it onto the Lord. And so, and so the pastor was saying, you know, now it's at the altar. And he said, the problem is, he said, people cast it. And like when you throw a fishing, a fishing uh, lure out, you cast it. The problem is when, when you cast the fishing rod, there's a hook on the end of it because you want that fish. You want something to grab hold so that you could bring it back in. Mm -hmm. When you cast something onto the Lord, you don't want to bring it back right, in. Right. You don't want to reel that back in because that care comes with worry. When you reel it back in, that care it comes with worry, anxiety, strife, um, offense, hurt. It can cause so many things when you're ca casting the care because somebody may have hurt you. Somebody may have said something to you. They have may have just really wounded you. And when you say to the Lord, Lord, I'm just going to humble myself because I I can't do this by myself. I'm going to humble myself because you know what? Right now, Lord, I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm hurt. I'm offended. I'm I'm stressed out. I'm I'm all of these things. I'm going to cast the care. And when the difference between fishing and what we're supposed to do is we don't want it to come back. Right, in. right. And this is what he said. He said, cast the care. And we did. And then he got, went on to tell, tell us the problem is that when we cast the care, when we are thinking about it and we're thinking about it, and we're thinking about it, he said, we have walked back. We've casted it to the Lord. We've said, given it to the altar. He said, when we keep thinking about it, he said, we walk over there, pick it up from the altar and take altar and take it back. Right. And we can't do that. We right. cannot be doing that. You know, I feel like if we truly love God and we truly have faith in what his word says, then casting it would be a lot easier. I think so. And, and also, you know, I think that, you know, we've been talking about in the last few uh, episodes about about uh, honor and about forgiveness mm -hmm. and the benefits of forgiveness. And a lot of times it's unforgiveness that's keeping that cat. Oh, that, yes. That, that brings it back to you. Yes, you're right. And it brings it back, you know, and I've experienced that before, you know, going through some of the things that I did go through and I've shared on here, you know, to where, you know, you think you give it away and you cast it out to the Lord and then you find yourself thinking about, you know, situations uh -huh. and, and, you know, the, the thoughts and the, and the emotions that come with it. And then before you know it, that cares back on you yes. again, uh -huh. you know? And so you, you have to really walk in forgiveness mm -hmm. in order to be able to cast mm -hmm. some of those cares upon the Lord. Oh, yeah. Not everything you cast on the Lord has to do with unforgiveness, but you know, I can tell you a lot of it does. Mm -hmm. When it comes to finances, it might not be Your children, um, it, you know, children, it might not be forgiveness, but it, it boils down to not letting go and letting God when we're picking those things up about quite honestly, what we're saying is that we don't trust him, right? What we're saying is that, you know what, Lord, um, I'm giving you this, but let me pick up this part of it. I can do it better because I can do it better or because God, you're not, you're not doing it fast enough. enough. You're not doing it the way I want, or you're taking too long, or I don't see the results, whatever it may be. I don't like the package. <laughs> I don't like the package, whatever it may be. We can't take that care back onto ourselves. And you know, there's things that happen to us that we are not designed to carry. Right. We're not designed to carry. Not only are we not designed to carry, God doesn't want us to carry it, you know? And let me read this <clears throat> passage in Philippians 4, 6 through 8. And it says this, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, by everything, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. I can tell you there's been times when I said, Lord, 
you know what I need? I need groceries in my home. Lord, I need food to feed my kids. Lord, and I'm going to thank you right now for the groceries. I'm going to thank you right now for food to feed my kids. I'm going to thank you right now for these things. And I hadn't had it yet, you know. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, <clears throat> whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. And, you know, I think about this passage of scripture and I think about, you know, if I'm thinking, if I'm in worry, if I'm in doubt, if I'm in unbelief, then I am not being, I am not doing this. I'm not giving things to God. And, you know, this scripture actually helped me out so much, you know, because when you're, you know, when you're alone and you're at night and you're thinking about the day and all of these mm -hmm. things, you know, if you allow it, if you allow those situations, if you allow those emotions, if you allow everything that you're going through in the middle of the night when it's just you and God and you're burying your soul, you know, you know, I, there would be times where I would f start to feel a little bit mm -hmm. overwhelmed mm -hmm. and I would remember these scriptures mm -hmm. and I would think, you know, Thanksgiving and all things. So mm -hmm. thank you for the life I have. But then thinking on those things that are pure and good exactly. and of good virtue and all those things, you know, and it's just a mindset, you know, you can choose to sit there and continue to think about what you're thinking about, or you can shift into scriptures, mm -hmm. you know, that say, think on great things mm -hmm. and be in Thanksgiving over all areas. Amen. Amen. I remember one time <clears throat> we were going through a really, really rough patch in our, in our life and finances. And we were just going through, because I don't want you to think as you're watching us that, that we're saying, you know, cast the care. And, and, you know, you may be sitting there with no electricity. You may be sitting there with, um, you may be sitting there with no water, or you may be sitting there with hardly any groceries in your, in your fridge. You know, I want you to know I've been there before. I, I've been there. I've, I've walked through those things and I'm not telling you it's easy, but I'm telling you that it will be quicker if you allow God, if you are thankful in everything, not for everything. I'm not saying, hey, thank you, Jesus. I don't have electricity. Right, I'm not right. saying that. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is, Lord, I thank you despite of not having this or right. despite of not having these things. And I remember one time we were in our home and um, we were just transitioning from uh, we had just, we knew that we were supposed to move to Visalia. We knew that we were supposed to have these things to, to move. We knew those things and we were in the midst of moving and we were in just in a financial situation to where we hadn't hardly any groceries. I had three kids at home. My oldest was, um, I think 12 and then I had a, um, <clears throat> I think he was nine and, and eight. And I remember not having groceries, not having anything. And I looked in my cupboards and I had, um, spam. And grapes. Yes. And I think I had oranges. Spam, grapes, and oranges. I'm like, Lord, what are we going to do? And we had a little breakfast nook, and then we had the formal dining room. We had a little breakfast nook, and I'm sitting there, and I open. I remember opening my cupboards, opening my other cupboards, and still there was nothing. You know how you just keep opening, Lord, what am I going to make? You know, I'm Mexican. <laughs> I can make a meal out of anything. You right. know? You just give me something, and I will make a meal, you know? And I was like, Lord, what am I going to do? And then I remember thinking, uh-uh. I'm not going to show my kids. I'm not going to show my kids lack, and I'm not going to show my kids worry, and I'm going to show my kids that in all things I'm going to be thankful. So I went, <clears throat> and I had the kids set the table. We got the fine china. It was it was like probably Corel. I don't know what it was. <laughs> got the fine china, and I told them to set the table. And they said that I go no, not there, not the breakfast nook, not the one that we just. I said set the table. Then they went into the formal dining room and they set the table. 
And I cut that span in a million pieces, you know, because you can slice that thing thin. And I washed the grapes and I put them in a bowl, cut the oranges and the spam. And we sat down and I remember just saying, we are going to be thankful. Yeah. And my husband, I remember him just looking at me like, okay, honey, we're doing this. You know, we walked into the, the dining room and at that point we got a knock at the door. And it was um, an, a person that, that we knew. And I knew this kid had no spam and no grapes. He had, he had less than us. So instead of being ashamed of what I had, instead of being, you know, embarrassed or, or like, uh, you know, just prideful, basically, of, of what I didn't have, I said, you want dinner? He's like, yeah. So he came in. I go, sit down. I said, so we're having for dinner. He said, all right. I don't have this, you know. So he sat down and we prayed. And, you know, we showed God. And we showed our kids that, you know what, in, in despite everything, we're going to be thankful. We're going to cast the care on him. And I remember, you know, those times of not having electricity. And I remember just walking up to electricity, and to the, um, you know, light switch and just turning it on and quoting Psalms 112. There's wealth and riches in my house. <laughs> There's wealth and riches in my house. And being thankful through it. And, and it was a rough patch. It was a rough patch. It was a patch that I would never want my children to go through or anything. I don't want nobody to go through. But it was also an area that I learned to cast the care. Well, and that's the thing that pastor always teaches, you know. It's like, are you? how many times are you going to go around yes. the same mountain right. over and over and over again and not learn something mm -hmm. from it, you know? And I really feel like that's what caused mm -hmm. for you to not be in that situation longer, Long. mm -hmm. you know? And, and, and even just offering the food to somebody that you didn't have any food that that was seed you know yeah. you've and you've always done that and so but it's the difference it's, it's something that he's always taught us you know don't okay we all make mistakes not that that was a mistake yeah, we yeah. all make mistakes and we all make choices and he's like but learn from it mm -hmm. you know and so i feel like there's times where, where those tests come in mm -hmm. and we're going to determine how long we're going to stay there yeah now what would you tell and i know that you shared this with me before you know what would you tell somebody that it just seems like they're constantly having to cast the care. You know, it's like, I have peace today. And then the next day, you don't have peace. You know, I have peace today. And then the next day, there's no peace. You know, what would you say to somebody that's, you know, but, but I do cast the care. And then I pick it back up. Maybe they don't even realize they're picking it back up. Because sometimes we're, um, we're speaking the right things. We're saying the right things. And I know for me, when I was going through, uh, when I first became a pastor and I was was learning how to pastor and I was learning how to cast the care of the ministry on the Lord. I remember, um, um, I, I don't, I know what the things to say. I know the things to think on and I know all these things, but my body was reacting in a way right. that was, was foreign. And I was constantly getting an upset stomach and my, just my stomach was upset all the time. And the Holy Spirit said to me that that's stress. And I said, excuse me, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Do you know who I am? I am Ileana Limon Guadalupe Bulger. I don't stress out of anything, you know? And he said, you're stressed. And I said, but Lord, and I remember, I went, okay, okay, if he's telling me that, then I need to listen. Yeah. And I said, well, but I don't say things. I don't speak to anybody. I don't, I don't, I, I didn't remember, you know, thinking anything. And so I'm going back and I'm thinking, Lord, what am I not casting? What am I not carrying? And he said, you're saying all the right things. Mm -hmm. He said, you're confessing all the right things. He said, but your spirit, he said, is not following what your, what your spirit isn't following too. And he said, that's why your body's reacting like that. I'm like, oh no. And then after that, I was like, anytime my body would react in a way that was not, was contrary. I was like, nope, 
I, I might need to check my spirit. And then I would just pray and I would ask the Lord to check my heart. And, and so I learned that. But what, what, if, what if maybe somebody's here and they're thinking, well, I didn't even know I was picking it back up. You know, what, what would you say about well, staying in peace? Well, you know, I remember the Lord spoke to me one time and, and uh, you know, I was going through a rough patch also. You know, I was, you know, just, you know, anger would come upon me and I would feel like, and I do mean it would come upon me, you know, and I would feel like doing these really outrageous things, you know, and then I'd be like, you know, shrink myself and come back in and say, you know, now that's not godly and that's, you know, and you shrink yourself. And I remember the Lord spoke to me and he says, Elia, do you live in California? I said, yes, Lord, I live in California. He said, that is where you reside. And I said, yes, Lord, I reside in California. He goes, that's where you live, but you visit Texas. You visit, you know, uh, you know, Arizona, you visit these places. And I said, yes, Lord. He says, but where do you live? And I was just like, are we really having this conversation? You know, I felt like I was five years old. I was like, Lord, yes, I live in California. I reside in California. And then he said to me, and I'll never forget it too, because boy, I've been listening to that, what the Lord told me since then, you know, because, you know, well, anyway. And so he says to me, you, you, you need to, he says, you need to live and reside in peace. Mm -hmm. Stop visiting it, mm. reside in it. And he said, if you reside in peace and you live in peace, mm. he said, you know, those things, you know, the, the, the casting away and doing those things, he said, that will happen. He said, but you're visiting peace mm. and you're not residing there. You're just visiting there. You know, when things get too hard and when things get too bad or when you can't stop thinking mm. about these things, you go and you seek out peace when you should be residing mm, that's in so peace, good. That's so good. you know, and it's not easy. Mm -hmm. It's not an easy thing to do. It's praying and, mm -hmm. and asking the Lord for help constantly, especially praying in the spirit if you're spirit filled, you know, mm -hmm. praying and asking mm -hmm. the Lord and, and just giving those things up to him. And when you want to think, and when you want to say things that you shouldn't say and just pray in the spirit, mm -hmm. you know, cause that's his will for your life. Amen? Amen. That's awesome. You know, it's so true. We have to, we have to, just like we live in him, we need to live in peace. Right. We to, and, and that's, that's an amazing analogy to, to know that, okay, if I'm not in peace in a situation then what I've done is I've left that place. You right. know, I've left, you know, uh, um, you know, when we go to a, a different country, when we go to a, a different place, we are an ambassador to Christ. We are his ambassador, no matter where we go in the country, no matter where we are, we're an ambassador. And that's the same thing when we live in peace, it doesn't matter what situation is. Remember, if we go out, we go here, we go there, that peace comes with us yes. no matter what. As long as you're residing there, Amen. yes. Amen. You want to read our next scripture there? Yes. So First Timothy chapter 6, verse 11 and 12, and this is in the message translation. But you, Timothy... I love this scripture. Man of God. Are you a man? Are you a woman yes, of God? Yes, I am. I'm a woman of God. Amen. It says, run for your life from all of this mm -hmm. or the situation. Pursue a righteous life, a life of wonder, faith, love, steadiness, and courtesy. Run hard and fast in mm -hmm. faith. Seize the eternal life, the life you were called to. Amen. The life you are so fervently embraced in the presence of so many mm. witnesses. Amen. 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 I love that scripture, you know, pursue a righteous life, you know, a life of wonder, love, stead stead steadiness, but also it says in the presence of so many witnesses, mm -hmm. you know, people are watching. Yeah. People are watching how we handle ourselves and how we handle ourselves in different mm -hmm. situations. And if we're, and like I said, we're talking about letting go and letting God, if we are 
consumed with pursuing God, if we are consumed with, with pursuing eternal life and we're consumed with eternal perspective and eternal things, then we will have uh, in that pursuit, we won't have time to not let go and not have time to let God do what he needs to do. And, and if we're pursuing him and pursuing the things that he's called us to do, it will be easier to cast the care because we're going to know we're in his perfect will. Right. You know, um, I, I know that um, that you've had situations with your kids before where you've had to just let them go and let God take care of them. Can you just share just in a few minutes if maybe there's somebody out there that, that maybe is struggling with their kids or just, um, you know, needs a little encouragement. What would you say to them about their situation with their kids right now? Well, you know, you know, uh, not all of my children are serving the Lord, you know, as, as you know, we're, we're talking about. And so that's a difficult thing for a parent exactly. to do, especially your pastor. Yeah. And we're pastors and stuff and we have a blended family. And so it's a difficult thing, you know, when, when you know, what's right, you know, what you've taught them, you mm. know, what they've been raising and they choose to walk away yeah. from the Lord. But what you hold on to are his promises That's regarding right. them, regarding their lifestyle. You know, I always pray every morning. Your word says that if one in a household shall be saved, the whole household right. shall be saved. So how do you combat those things? By the word of God, mm -hmm. by confessing those scriptures, you know, and even being, being mindful of the word careful. Yeah. You know, I remember, um, I think it was um, Dr. Rogers, maybe, or um, Kenneth Copeland to take the care, to, to, you know, to say the word careful means you're to full of care. care. Uh -huh. You know, and people always say like, like today, you know, you know, it's storming right now. And, you know, the first thing that people would say is, you know, oh, be careful when you're driving. Why would I be full of care driving? Mm -hmm. No, be use right. wisdom yes. and be mindful of your surroundings. But when it comes to any situation, but especially when it comes to your kids, you know, really the Bible is full of promises. It's full of, it's full of his promises to us and he is faithful to us. And so you have to find a scripture and you have to make sure that you're believing God for those things that you're Amen. confessing over them. I have specific scriptures that I have over my kids. Amen. Why? Because I know eventually his word will not return back that's void. Right. That's right. Amen. And Amen. so that's what that's what I do as a parent. Because what else am I going to do? That's right. What you, else can I possibly worry? do? Why, why what worry? else am I going to do? You know what? You, you worry, you get wrinkles. And we don't want wrinkles. <laughs> we don't want wrinkles. I remember when, um, <clears throat> when I heard Kenneth Copeland say that about not saying Hey, be careful or take care, you know, because we're taking that on there. And this, I was like, but Lord, what am I going to tell my kids when they leave the house? So then I would start to say, hey, have fun. Have yeah. a great time. You make sure you have fun, you know. And so it would be, it would take away that thing because now I'm speaking that they're going to have fun. Yeah. And and when you're having fun. Make good choices. Yeah, you know, that's, that's Make good choices. But, you know, I don't know what you're dealing with right now. And whatever it is, if you let go and let God tell him you Talk to God like he's your best friend. Let him know how difficult how difficult it is. Let him know all those innermost feelings in your heart because he already knows He knows them anyway. He knows them. Just tell it to him. Just say it out loud to him and just say, Lord, help me with this. When I begin to take the care, Lord, help me. Remind me. Ask him to give you a word that, that says, hey, you know, like for her, um, I know that when she hears reside in peace, she knows exactly what mm -hmm. that means. Mm -hmm. You know, Ask him to give you a word that is yours and his that that reminds you to stay in peace and reminds you to let go and let God. We love you. We hope that you're enjoying these messages. Please drop us an email or send us a, a text. I mean, a, a message on the internet. We would love to hear what these messages have been doing for you. God bless you and have a great, great rest of your week.